Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and I can see a man that today I'm going to call Jack Frost. Ooh, and I think I know why you're going to call us Jack Frost, yeah. actually. I, I was going to uh, give you a choice of, of uh, what you want to call us this week, actually, but you've done it anyway. I was going to give you the choice of uh, Man at Arms. Okay, excellent. Or jo- Johnny Five. Or Johnny Five. <laughs> what? Well, what was a robot? Or Johnny Five, yeah. <laughs> Man well, at arms, right. terrible, terrible name. What's man, man at arms? Old, old man with a mustache, really crap. <laughs> man of, of uh, anybody who doesn't know, he's of He Man and Masters of the Universe. He was like, uh-huh. well, he was the man at arms. He was the uh, what would he be called? A munitions. <laughs> Uh, executive <laughs> <laughs> expert, <laughs> I think so. I mean, is that his God given name? Do you think, Man at Arms, Mr. Man I at mean, Arms? It, probably called like just his David, nickname, David Man at Arms. David, <laughs> what was what he? Stupid name, was he Tila's dad? Was yes, Tila the, yes, he was. I was she a love interest? I was gonna say love interest, but I'm not sure whether she what was. What for Man at Arms? Well, I hope I not. Hope not. No, incest for, going on for Prince Adam. <laughs> yeah, well, did Prince Adam have a, a love interest, did he? I can't really remember. Oh, no, well, I, I always assumed he was a homosexual young man. Um, did you? Something that I'm sure the brilliant Twitter account, <laughs> Grumpy Skeletor, would confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Tila, though. The thing Tila... about the He-Man figures, right? Uh-huh. Remember when you used to be able to squash... Their heads in. Like you squish their heads, yeah. Their bodies were rock solid, but their heads were <laughs> squishy. <laughs> I know why. Not all I of them, though. Them. Not all of them. No, maybe that was just like the first one. They had that came rubbish out. names, didn't they? Mossman. Mossman. I was going to say there was definitely <laughs> was B Man one. The bad, the bad yeah. news. Yeah, I think he was off Shiro the B, wasn't he? And who was uh, Ram Man? He was yeah. good. <laughs> Like Ramman, the toy didn't really work, did it? No, he meant to like press a button, squish him down, press a button, and he would fly off because that was his that's secret right. power. Was he would ram people with his big metal head? Um, well, that's right, yeah. But, but yeah, the, the toy didn't really work. The stink that well. man or something, yeah. Stink man, something he was like a skunk. Uh, he had mm-hmm. a funny smell as well, didn't he? So did Moss Man, and had a lovely, yeah. uh, lovely touch. <laughs> he did, he felt nice, didn't he? Moss Man. <laughs> 
wrecked them when you took them in the bath, though. Completely oh, yeah. Ruined. Absolutely ruined. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about He-Man toys. Although <laughs> I think we could for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Oh, I can see you're back on the standard No Frills lager. Not the mm-hmm. uh, brand No Frills, just lager by its name alone. Yeah, just, just the normal Morrison's thing. Yeah. I've, I've well, got I've got, a, um, left. I've got a bottle of white wine that um, I obviously bought some time ago for a reason. I don't really yeah. drink white wine. And I was making a steak a couple of nights ago and I opened it up uh, thinking mm-hmm. it was red. Because I don't know if you can see, there's no words on it. So I would imagine part of the reason I bought it was for this colourful label. Right, yeah, it looks like R2-D2 on the front there. Yeah, it's a tram. Um, Is it? A, or a funicular, maybe. Um, anyway. You deserve it. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. Yeah, no, can you say that? I was just going to... suffered an injury? Yeah, I was going to say, what's that? You've got a stick in plaster on your, uh, uh-huh. between your thumb and forefinger. I, I bunt me hand, making oh. cheese on toast. Can you believe that? <laughs> 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 that's why I'm not allowed in the kitchen. That's what, you're making steak in that, and I, I injure myself making uh, cheese on toast. I mean, Good if meal I was to make cheese steak, on toast, it's the best. Anything on toast, I think, is I like a like meal cheese. for a man. Never used to like cheese on toast and stuff before, but I, I love it now. Like, really love it. Yeah, I what make you, special cheese on. Do toast. you embellish it with anything? I do. I, I, I put tomato puree on the toast and make a kind of pizza. What okay. do you think of that? I was not expecting that. I thought you were going to say like fucking bit of Tabasco sauce or something in it. But no, no. Tomato uh, I mean, yeah, tomato well, just puree like on the bottom of the, the raw. Bread. Raw? Like just you know, like, like the paste. Tomato, tomato paste. Yeah. Very strong, though. You're meant to water that down, aren't you? No, I don't do that, man. I don't do. Is it not a bit? Does it not give you a? No. What do you? No. No. I mean, I spread it out. I spread it thinly. Uh Very thin. I would imagine. Next time you're over, I'll make you me special cheese on toast. Okay, I'll book flights now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll put the I'll put the tree up as well. I'll put up on the on Sunday, and I love putting the tree up on that. So it's the start of Christmas, isn't it? You have a ritual. Uh, well, it, it, the Christmas music's got to be on yep. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, that's what we do. We always did the same at, uh, when I was young, when I was little. Mm-hmm. My parents always had the Christmas music on and everything. And you, you had to you had to do it. Everybody had to dress the tree and things. It was it was ruined somewhat this, this year, though, because we, I didn't put a record on or an album or anything. It was just the radio. There was like a Christmas radio channel that we'll put on okay and gary barlow's new song unfortunately came on oh, which is hell. the most horrible song i've ever heard in my life what? it's all it's also got michael Bublé on it as well it's called uh, oh, a incredible company. it's not incredible all do all of these songs have to be called something like that like strong stronger incredible fucking he does me head in he's a, he's a he does my head in a dull man very dull it was it was saved by a Spanish Christmas song that I've, I haven't actually heard before, which was, it was Feliz amazing. Navidad. Yes, it oh, was. Feliz Navidad. I love it. Yeah, it was. It's, Christmas was saved by that yeah. song. Um, Jose Feliciano, it's amazing. Yeah, no, it is amazing. Uh, Light my fire. The Spanish version, Light my fire. 
Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. the first time I've ever. Oh, really? I, I love that song. My last. Honestly, she was singing along. I was like, "What's this? It's amazing." At this point, <laughs> I, I should probably it. say I'll probably get quite excitable during this episode, which is our first. <laughs> First of four Christmas episodes. Um, mm-hmm. This one, we're going to talk about music, a couple of albums in particular. Um, but I guess we'll be talking around that with some other stuff as well. So, yes, yeah. at least have a dad. I just love that uh, when it goes into the chorus. Where, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just what it all is. good Christmas songs should do. It's just, it's proper lifts you up, doesn't it? As soon as that comes uh-huh. in. Um, uh-huh. oh, yeah, love it. I really, really like that song. 39 years old, and that's the first time I've ever heard that song. So, uh, We're always it was, it, like I say, from from the Gary Barlow to that, I mean, it just like it was just much oh, better. That's, for a, us. that's like from the pits of hell to uh, <laughs> it is. Heaven's Gate, isn't it? The difference between those two songs. And it I is, haven't I heard have. Barlow's, and I hope I never. I love Tinsel. Do you like Tinsel? It's fallen out of uh, favor, hasn't it? Well, not with me. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> the, not with me. But the general I public. Love tinsel. I also have the, do you have novelty baubles or novelty things that you put in the tree? So one of the things the wife has is a, a gizmo little toy Amazing. with the dressed as Santa. I would love that. That's in the tree. I would and, love that. Yeah, and mine's a, the yellow submarine. Uh, so tinsel, I like it, but I think it's um, fallen out of favour with the general public. So I don't have any because I don't know if you can actually get it anywhere anymore. Um was a, it's a big hit in me, mum and dad. I had a, when I was when I was younger. When I was younger, I had, I had a real tree. Well, Did just you? have a, yeah. a real tree, but the the pines, the the little needle things get stuck in your feet. They're awful I when it sheds. I couldn't be asked. Yeah, I mean, I work in schools, and schools have always got, a, or generally, they've, they've always got a real. I because they're massive, aren't they? You couldn't just have a little Aye. one. Like I've been in the individual uh-huh. classrooms, I have little fake ones. Aye, but like in, in you know in in the gym or the you know in the gym where the, the where they have assembly. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> where they have like an assembly and stuff. Not that I have assemblies anymore. Those those type of gatherings are banned, obviously. Aren't they? But uh, that's that's where the tree lives. And generally, because I'm a sports coach, I've got a stand in front of the tree to protect it from balls <laughs> flying around and stuff like that. <laughs> It's an awful time, but yeah, we used to we used to have a real tree, and we used to have to put it in in water. I think. All oh, sounds too much hassle. I, I just think I, I think there's a, people that sneer on on those of us that have fake trees, and I want to tell them they can fuck off uh-huh. because it's hard work. Isn't it? It's hard work. It is. You don't win any well, prizes. I'm- no prizes for having a real tree other yeah. than your own well, fucking smugness. <laughs> unless, unless you're the Griswolds, because then you can have that squirrel, can't you? <laughs> that is kind of like a yeah, prize. Yeah, well, it's a nightmare, isn't it? The squirrel. <laughs> the oh, it, there, it is for the Griswolds. It did. What a brilliant Christmas film that is. What have you been watching on the telly? Or should I just tell you what I've been watching? <laughs> Just yeah, tell what you've been watching. Well, I can't Sky Arts has played a big role in my life in the last couple of weeks. Is it for the nakedness? No, because it's nighttime watching. <laughs> you liar! <laughs> no, it's not. You it's not, lying? I'm guess. telling you, it's not. I've uh, watched a load of like music documentaries, and I watched uh-huh. a documentary that Gaza one from a couple of years ago. Um, the other day. All right, so yeah. Have you seen that? Uh-huh. I have, okay. well, I have seen that. I don't think it really tells the full story, but it's 
Like it's more like yeah, Gaza for yeah. England, isn't it, rather than Gaza in general? Yeah, the early right. Newcastle nah. bit's all right. Still, still watchable. No, no, it's good, yeah. and I think he's good in it. He's, I mean, I had a little bet with myself how long it would be before he started crying. It was about four minutes, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> About four minutes before he says, I'm starting to cry now. <laughs> Didn't just cry. Says he <laughs> says he's gonna cry. Um yeah, so there's that, but I'll be watching this. He a, announces he's gonna cry. He does announce it. There's a um series called Video Killed the Radio Star, where they basically <laughs> look back at um some like music videos of a particular artist. It's a pretty shit film, uh show, to be uh-huh. honest. But uh it's nice watch mm-hmm. like there was one about Neil Young videos, but like from the eighties and nineties when he was obviously a bit like shit or like didn't give a fuck. Uh-huh. So uh, that was quite good. And um, I've also been watching the TV show, and I've watched it all. The Undoing. Have you seen that? Do you know what it is? No, no, I've, I've not heard of that one. What's that? It's on Sky Atlantic. I think it's a. Um, it's Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman are a wealthy couple, who. Right. Uh, what happens in it so they're like perfect life they're rich she's a kid's doctor she is just rich i think i don't know what she's meant to do she's just rich donald sutherland is her dad i presume donald sutherland is about 95 Uh now he certainly got gray skin um (laughs) and (laughs) he's everybody's dad isn't he he's in everything isn't he like anytime there's a series with a rich family that needs a dad Uh he's the dad He's he's the go-to guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he devil. really is ancient in it. Um, but this series, it's only uh-huh. six parts, and it is fucking excellent until the last episode. Uh, yet again, it's to- like it's totally let down. It's a proper who done it, like what mm-hmm. who, loads of twists. They're laying little things in. Basically, the it's a rich school, private school, and there's a young mum who goes to whose kids go to it. She's a bit out of place, um, mm-hmm. and she's a bit self-conscious that she's not as kind of flash as the rest of them. Um, and then, anyway, she ends up being brutally murdered, and the husband, right. huge Grant, uh, disappears the same night that she gets murdered. Um, previously, there's been no link to them. So... It, obviously you think that Grant is the man to do it, but then over yeah. the course of the next five episodes, the lane, well, he's had an affair with her, he admits it. But so right. is it the husband? Is it yeah their son? He finds out he knew. So is it him? Is it Sutherland who <laughs> you know, he doesn't want anything to happen. There's there's just all this stuff. And this he has a big spoiler yeah. at the end, just you Grant. Just you grant that, is it? <laughs> Six episodes about who could it possibly be? Oh, it's not Hugh Grant. Obviously, it's too obvious to be Hugh Grant, and he's protesting his innocence yeah. all the way through. Just turns out it is Hugh Grant. <laughs> I think I think what they've done there is is they've just copied the same plot as the Steve Bruce book striker. I think they have, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they've done. <laughs> I mean, Steve Bruce wants to be suing them, doesn't he? It really does. I don't know whether they've like it is based on a book, but I don't know whether they're like throwing all this stuff in, like, and then think actually, yeah, it's so clever that it is just what uh-huh. you think it probably is at the beginning. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> so clever. This the simple thing. Yeah, is, it's is the, the simple right thing. That's answer. right. Um, yeah. I have to say, Hugh Grant is brilliant in it. Um, 
by about is the he? third episode. I'm not a massive like fan, like no, I, I, I like that. the I like the the new guy Richie fellow. I thought that was that was really good. I like that. I think he's brilliant it in it. Uh, gentleman, is it that one? Gentleman, yeah, I like that fellow. Honestly, he's very very good in it. He's so good at playing this kind of. He pretty much plays himself to an extent, as he always does, I suppose. Um, yeah. But like with this kind of righteous anger, and he's very stubborn and stuff. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking um, anybody for having plastic surgery or work done or anything like that. And, you know, Nicole Kidman's a beautiful lady, I'm sure. I don't find her, like, sexy or attractive at all. Not even in the eyes wide. Not, you, not <laughs> um, even in dead calm when she had the curly I ginger hair. fucking hate dead calm. Uh, Do you? Like, I really, really hate it. Like, <laughs> uh, quite a violent reaction about dead calm, actually. <laughs> there is there's a, a sex scene in it that because mm-hmm. I, I always remember it, it was one of the like inappropriate moments. We're on holiday in Aberdeen, and uh, of course, we're, we're about seven or eight. I or mean, whatever. I know I know why you're in Aberdeen, but the most people will be going <laughs> Aberdeen for a holiday. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I know. Yeah, we've got relatives in Aberdeen, but so they put this film on. Obviously, it's a thriller and stuff like that. But doesn't a, a short get? A denim shorts, what that I'm wearing at this precise yeah, moment get completely same one, ripped in half. Yeah, I think you bought them off. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But uh, who's the guy? Who's the, the, the protagonist? Reels, yeah, but there's the, who's the other one, man? Who's like awful? What's the, uh, oh, he was going, going out with Kelly right Brook and that wasn't he? Jason Statham, Billy Zane. <laughs> no, 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 no. Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane, uh-huh. yeah, he's the he's guy, horrible, isn't he? He's, the, he's uh-huh. always horrible. And he tears our denim shorts in half. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh. I remember me, me cousin, who was a bit younger than me, was just like, he, he, he kept talking about this scene in this film. <laughs> it was just so inappropriate. It was awful. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Dead Calm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, right. she, she's 53, right? And she uh-huh. looks incredible for 53. Like, no getting away from it. She does. I, I'm sure she must have had some work done to look that good. But like I say, whatever, that's that's fine. Um, but in comparison, Hugh Grant, who mm-hmm. is 60, right? Not a massive difference, but enough to start looking old, I would say. Nicole Kidman looks about 30 in it. And it looks like uh-huh. Hugh Grant's got those extra 20 years on his face so (laughs) it's like it's weird because she's so smooth like so smooth it's strange and there's one bit where she's running and it's kind of slow-mo and like a mouth like flapping you know like if a dog was running and they're like (laughs) but all of us none of our faces so our face is entirely smooth apart from our lips which are like uh-huh. kind of flapping like a dog would be, but like running in the wind. I, th- I think there's a, like a, a limit of plastic surgery, isn't it? I think Michael Jackson should be like the benchmark for all these actors and actresses who get plastic surgery. Not too much. <laughs> I mean, a little bit you can get away with, do you know what I mean? But once I they mean, go by a certain threshold of plastic surgery, you can tell, I think. I guess it depends like whether it's responsible or not, or whether someone's doing it because of like more deep-rooted problems like self-esteem and stuff like that or whether they 
just like well, they're doing it to look younger after so they can get you honestly. Know, her face is so smooth. Maybe she's just got great jeans. I don't know. Um, maybe she well, has a really great jean shot. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Zane sort of that, didn't he? <laughs> what, what a bastard! But anyway, that's that. Um, well, that's not very Christmassy, Cliff. And also, let's get some Christmas stuff going. We uh-huh. listen to some Christmas let's music. We did. We did listen to, listen to two albums, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Two Christmas albums, uh, one of which I had no idea existed. Yeah, same here. The other one, I did. Um, so we'll listen to Ringo Starr's uh, Christmas album, which is yep. called I Want to Be Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll also listen to Bob Dylan's as well, which is uh, Christmas in the Heart. Yeah. I oh, like you. I didn't. I didn't know it existed. Well, I'm glad that you, you told us it did, because uh, I mean it was interesting to listen to. I mean, it, it's not that long ago either, is it? That that ninety nine. So I mean, decent amount of time. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say that, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's a, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the time that me and you were, were buying albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. We'd so like, to be unaware of the fact that it existed. Yeah, I know. Like, yes. I, I genuinely know. Um, I I like it. I like it. I, I think I might. <laughs> I, I yeah. couldn't get it on Spotify. I've been listening to it on YouTube. I think I might buy it so yeah. I can add it to my Christmas collection. Well, I like it. What do you think? Do you? I, I like some of it. Yeah. I like some of it. Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, that he's like original songs. Yeah, the ones that I agree. He's, he's wrote himself. Those are the those are the better ones. Yeah, they are. Where it, they? it falls down, I think. Yeah, where it falls down is where it's more of a traditional song, where there's obviously better versions out there that you can listen to. Yeah, I mean, Win- I mean? Winter Wonderland. The, the, yeah, they try to put this kind of Beatles spin on it, whereas you know, if you're watching like a, a really poor Beatles documentary that doesn't have the rights to the music yeah. and they have this like generic <laughs> yeah. sort of Beatles music yeah. that's what it sounds like but the ones that he's done himself I like them ones yeah, I think I, like I, the original ones. I am absolutely with you I think the original songs on this album are really good um, and it's, it <laughs> is the covers that it falls down on a couple yeah. of them are like okay and fun mm-hmm. uh, like the Winter Wonderland is pretty poor but um, yeah, so it's it's written and produced by him and a guy called Mark Hudson. Um, were you aware of this guy? He made three or four albums with Ringo at this around this period. No, no, I'm not aware. Of, I'm not aware of him or know what he's doing or anything. So me neither, really. But once I looked into who he was, um, I kind of remember him from this. You might not have watched it. I don't know. But when Sharon Osbourne was on the X Factor. Uh-huh. You know, when they go to the judges' houses and they normally have, and he is my songwriter or my vocal yeah. coach or whatever. She yeah. had this guy, Mark Hudson was this guy, and he's got a he looks like Billy Connolly a bit in the fact he's got like right. a goatee beard and long hair, and he's got a uh-huh. like a rainbow colored like goatee beard and stuff. Um mm-hmm. and I remembered him looking like that. So I saw a picture of him and I was thinking I recognize him from somewhere, and it's from that. So I had seen him on that. Um, he's like 
produced and co-wrote loads of stuff in the 80s and, and 90s. Yeah. Like, he's not, mm-hmm. he's probably a very rich man, but a man that nobody really knows what he's done. Uh, he's obviously not the front man for anything. Um, yeah. But what he uh-huh. clearly can do is write a Beatles-y, catchy song with Ringo Starr because uh-huh. of, he's kind of co-wrote, co-wrote what, five songs on this that are uh, original. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the the best song for me is is the first one. I, I love that one because the, the thing is, right, glam rock, right, and Christmas songs just go together perfectly. So he's doing done a great, that's what I mean what, by this guy, is doing a great yeah. job of just going, what are the most popular Christmas songs? Are the glam rock uh-huh. ones? And you're uh-huh. a Beatle. So let's have yeah. a beatle glam rock. I mean, glam rock just stole from the Beatles and made it, yeah. turned it up a bit, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so he's just combined that with Ringo and gone, let's do it. Um, also, <laughs> Jeff Lynne on backing vocals. He always gets in, he always worms himself in. I feel like they tried to like close the door and he's like, he's foot, you know, on cartoons. <laughs> uh, foot comes through the door. turns up when the re- I've heard you recording an album. Jeff, man. <laughs> Not you again, Jeff, man. We've How changed the number here? six times. God, Jeff. And he and seems he like a very amiable man. But I think I've said it before, nobody's ever seen more than 15% of his face for the last 30 years. That is true, isn't it? <laughs> uh, true. So That's no true. wonder he can sneak in. <laughs> Perhaps it's been electrocuted off. He's, he's suffered a, an electrocution problem, hasn't he? From his light orchestra. <laughs> Why does he keep popping up though? I mean, what's what's his what's his beef? I don't know. Like, Do you know what I, I think, mean? I think it's because he's a nice guy, like sympathetic to the Beatles guys. Like, he can obviously he was involved in the anthology stuff, and this is after that. Yeah. Um, and he was involved in the Traveling World. We saw George. I think when the anthology stuff was coming out, I think basically nothing happened. Like George, I feel is the most stubborn of all of them. So I think he would be the one who would be saying you need to. I'm doing it, but only if he comes along, kind of thing. Right. So yeah. I think that's probably how we got involved. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I like a, again. I like a best of a VLO. But oh yeah, me too. I, I mean that <laughs> the the album cover with the spaceship on. I yeah. always remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure my dad used to have it. We used to listen to it in the car and stuff like that. But yeah, he's on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't really tell that it's him back in vocals. It could be anyone. I think. Um, oh, it could be, but uh, yeah, I mean, for those of us who, any for those of us, for anybody who's missing what I would describe as a glitter stomp, uh, you can listen to "Come <laughs> On Christmas, Christmas Come On." You never need to worry yeah. that you can't listen to rock and roll Christmas anymore because this can take its place. Can it? <laughs> it can. Yeah, it, it, I, I was. I was taken aback by it. Actually, I thought as soon as it came on, I was like, "Yeah, we really like this. Yeah, this is, this sounds really, really good." Straight you know? out the blocks, the album with this, isn't it? Um, uh-huh. Sadly, Winter Wonderland is next, I think, but it does um, yeah. redeem itself. Like you say, for me, I think the 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 title track um, "I Want to Be Santa Claus" is okay. I'm not a massive fan of that. I think no. the best Christmas Eve is a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful song. It's like uh, it's, it's a, like good night, isn't like, it? Good night, and it's I exactly that's exactly what I was saying. Uh, I think, and when when it was on, it, it's 
like I said, the ones that he's done are, are the best ones, um, for sure, I think. I mean, the covers and stuff like that, people have done them before. Uh, yeah, like you say, they're all okay. That's you, the thing. You can stand the chance of listening to a and, uh, Christmas songs for a couple of hours and you hear those songs yeah. over and over again, and these won't be up there with the best versions of the uh-huh. Definitely not. I mean, there's one uh, called Christmas Dance. It's a bit like a skiffle song, which I like that one. Smell on me face. I like that one. Very rockabilly, skiffly. I like that one. Yeah, sounded a Uh bit like. um, So I mean, there's all these. God. There's all these kind of old influences, isn't there? From like, like, you know, the Beatles and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, the skiffle and and things like that. The the, the thing I do like about it is there's plenty of bagpipes. There's a a lot of bagpipes. bagpipes. There's a little bit of a calypso (laughs) as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I could could do without that. Yeah, that one, that's a calypso and reggae version of, uh, or a Caribbean version of White Christmas. That's right. Not so hot. Um, But yeah, I think like the Christmas dancer rockabilly one, that's actually sounds a little bit like Richard Hawley and the the kind of rockabilly guitar kind of thing. Um, Uh Dear Santa, that's like Mm -hmm. a McCartney kind of uh, doo-woppy kind of style song. Yeah. Uh, Did did you think there was a a little bit of a, John Lennon dig in there waves. Uh, there was a bit about uh, I've heard about stopping wars at Christmas and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Did you no. hear that bit? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, you wonder whether maybe it's a playful little dig, a yeah. playful dig. I would say. Yeah, right. I think it was an uh, it was a mention of it. Whether he's really going to yeah. have a go at them for it, I don't know. But I think if you know, if you get, yeah, I don't think it was a full blown. Uh huh. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it was. It was like a. <laughs> how do they sleep type thing I don't no. think it was anything like that was it <laughs> um, and then probably the main thing on is he covers the Beatles 1967 Christmas fan club song Christmas time is here again which is fantastic mm-hmm. the Beatles doing a kind of psychedelic little Christmas chant um, yeah. and with this Joe Perry from Aerosmith on guitar <laughs> Hi, and it's a very short yeah, guitar solo as well, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's about 10 <laughs> seconds. I would never take up there for that. <laughs> I, uh, well, exactly. I, I wonder how much it's nice. Uh, it was it's a nice solo. It is for, nice. For, for listening to the song three times, to it's very to, brief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, the third time I was like, Where is this? I can't hear him. Where is it? Yeah. Because you expect uh-huh. it to be like it to start with like a guitar if he's got yeah. it, but then no. Uh-huh. About two no, minutes, no, about two, two minutes, minutes, ten so. seconds, it'll it'll come in. Um, yeah. yeah, so that that's nice to hear because I think that's actually a pretty cool song. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the most surprising number is the final track, which <laughs> I texted you about. Yeah. Paxum uh-huh. umbiscum. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. we all love a bit of Latin, don't we? Yeah, I mean, perfect for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we were you ever taught uh, Latin at school? No, I, I think people think I because I, I went to a Catholic school and I went to a Catholic church and stuff every yeah. week. But um, beyond the priest saying a few words in Latin, like I think if it was twenty yeah. years earlier, there'd be a lot more Latin going on. But not when I went to school and uh-huh. stuff. So no, not at all. No, um, me neither. I mean, the the only Latin I've been subjected to is is like the Latin on 
football team yeah, badges. I was going to say, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. I was going to say the same That's thing. The... <laughs> <laughs> or also, well, when, true, it, when you're looking at a page with uh, dummy text on it, <laughs> and it says, Laura Bitson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so Latin's a, a, a definitely a mystery to me. Like, In fact, both albums that we're going to talk about have Latin in them. Yeah, they do. But, but what do you think of this song? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, it's it a little bit menacing. Uh, Ringo would just going, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> All the way through. Quite but, like uh, Ringo's ad-libs throughout this album. Uh, where he, he does that a lot, doesn't he? he liked, yeah. I think it's his persona, isn't it? I think yeah. with, when he's working with this guy, and like I say, I haven't really listened to the other albums, but I would imagine if I listened to the other albums that this guy has produced and recorded with Ringo and co-wrote with him, that they'd keep being these little ad libs and nods to his like kind of Beatly persona all the way through, where you know, like, yeah, because it's on those Beatles songs, he's like, Rock on George, one time for Ringo, and all of that. Well, I think like he's trying uh-huh. to inject uh-huh. that kind of stuff in these, quite yeah, a bit. but I don't mind, I don't mind it's an enjoyable album as no. much as the, the covers are kind of uh, not great, it's yeah, fun, you know, and it is fun. if it was a full album of that. I wouldn't be enjoying it. Uh-huh. But when they're like every other song, it's okay. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm glad I listened to it. I mean, he's 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 living up to his, his Ringo peace and love persona, isn't he? The, throughout the whole thing. And even even like the title of the, the album, I Wanna Be Santa Claus, it's like yeah. I want to spread peace and love, yeah, isn't it? It's that yeah. that it's kind good. of thing. I like it. I like yeah, it. I, I mean, I, I'm glad I listened to it. I enjoyed listening to it. And I was uh Pleasantly surprised by the the first track as well because uh-huh. I really like that. First one. and last tracks are the ones that stand out. I think they are. So definitely. the last one just said the Latin one. It's yeah. all kind of like Harrison style mystic uh, yeah, it's, strings it's and stuff. Within isn't you, without it's very, you, isn't it? It's very That's synthesized. It it's obviously not. Yeah, you know, like Harrison had the real guys doing it. It's very uh-huh. synthesized version of it, but I still think it's got something. I quite like it. I agree. I like. I like the first one, the last one. I would, I would say they were, they were my favourites. I think, and that skiffle one, I quite like that one mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm we're really, really glad I listened to it. Yeah. You kind of be a Christmas song. What about Christmas the cover? Album? Cover. Oh, it's like uh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? The cover. It's like it's like psychedel- it's totally like playing on sixty psychedelic stuff, isn't it? But again, it is. I would have it on my wall. Yeah, I, I would as well. Signed, I'll have a signed copy yeah. of Ringo. I, he doesn't Ringo. sign shit oh, anymore, does shit. he? <laughs> Sorry, Ringo. No. Spoiled. <laughs> the, but the thing is, right? I mean, with all these artists and stuff like that, yeah, I, I hiding nothing really. If you bring out a Christmas album, aren't you? There's a, the, as soon as you you see it or in the music press or whatever that you know one of these uh, guys is going to bring out a Christmas album. Your immediate thought is, oh well, that's going to be shit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I th- I, but until I, you yeah, actually I listen do, to it, I do. But I think it's hot. more than any other time of year or thing, whether mm-hmm. it's a film, a TV show, a song, or whatever. It just exists in its own bubble, doesn't it? Uh-huh. They're judged by different standards. So you think, oh, Rod Stewart, Christmas album, out. fucking hell, that's going to be awful. Yeah. But as long as it's fun, it doesn't matter because that all of it, and that's why I think the Ringo one wins. Like ultimately, it's a good thing because it's fun, 
And yeah, you want Ringo uh, to be fun, and you want Christmas mm-hmm. songs to be fun, and mm-hmm. it wins on that. And I think it does. Yeah, as long as you're not trying to be make a fucking serious Christmas album. I don't know, Aye. like Mike Oldfield or something like that. Then you probably <laughs> like. Hey, there's no wrong with Mike Oldfield. I know. I'm, really, I'm, I'm pulling it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's always a Christmas time. There's always these kind of generic sort of albums that come out. You know, Michael Ball or whatever. You'll see yeah. them every year. I mean, how many friggin' albums is Michael? You'll get Ball? some hate mail from Woody now, mind. I, 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 I cannot stand the thought. Mm-hmm. To be honest. But it, I mean, and this isn't like that. Like you say, it is a bit more fun, isn't it? And I, and the fact that I think he broke up with his, his record company when this came out, didn't he? Mercury, because they didn't do any press for it or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm disappointed that I, I've only just heard, you know, the, the, the first song from this album. This is the first time I've listened to it, so... Because I would have been listening to it every Christmas. Yeah, it's good. It's it's At least that one song should be on your Christmas playlist. Come on, Christmas. Sure. Christmas, come on. That's good. Yeah. And Ringo's vocals on it are good as well. Like, uh, like they are good. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's they Ringo's. Are. So yeah. we're not really doing a yeah. versus kind of thing, like him versus Dylan. But um, mm-hmm. we are a bit. So Dylan's Christmas in the Heart. Ten years later, two thousand. It's not celebrity deathmatch, Cliff. <laughs> That's funny, that wasn't it. Is it? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Christmas in the Heart from two thousand and nine. Um, uh-huh. I am a huge Dylan fan. I own pretty much everything he's done. Um, yeah. What about you? What do you, I, I'll give my opinions on this after. But what? What do you think? What did? You, when did right? you first hear it? What did you think about when you heard it? Etc. Uh huh. Well, I, I, I first heard it when it came out, which, like you say, was was in two thousand and nine. And at first, I didn't know whether it was a joke, mm-hmm. whether it was supposed to be kind of jovial or funny, uh-huh. um, or, or whether it was serious or not. But I think it it is it is serious. And and on the listening with the day, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really loved it. I, I love mm-hmm. the, the tradition about it, the songs mm-hmm. throughout it and stuff. And what I was like, opposed to the Ringo one, it kind of reminded us of like being at school and, and sitting mm. in assembly at Christmas well, yeah. and I wanted singing to talk those about, I wanted to mention carols that kind of and hymns. Mm-hmm. So it, it sort of evoked more memories than the Ringo one yeah. did because it's a little bit yeah. more traditional and stuff. I, I, I really like this one. I, I prefer this one. I, well, I think Bob this Dylan is like the Ringo one person. Well, look, Bob Dylan really should be bringing out better albums than Ringo, shouldn't he? Like, regardless of what they're about. <laughs> yeah, he should, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right about that. So, yeah, <laughs> on that, of course, it, it, I mean, he doesn't, not all of his uh-huh. albums are great, but yeah, it, if you're going to stack them together, then it should be. But um, for me, so the, the song he brought a single out called Must Be Santa. Which I'd never heard before. It's a cover. All of these yeah. songs are covers, but I'd never heard that song before. Uh-huh. It's such a fun yeah. song, and you and the video for it is such a fun it video. Is. Also, he's got like a wig on, straight hair, and a uh-huh. Santa hat, and he's like at this Christmas yeah. party that's going wrong, and he's standing there, all kind of deadpan, singing this song uh, with these like this straight wig, uh-huh. um, and also I love. Yeah, it's strange. His voice, because, like, let's face it, 
2009, Bob Dylan's voice was always an acquired taste. I think people who say shit are wrong and, you know, yeah. you might not like him or you might not like it, but whatever. Uh, uh-huh. This is what it does and it does it very well, I think. Even the biggest fan, as you get into the 2000s, you've got to admit that his voice is uh, not what it was, and it already wasn't a you know, yeah. uh, he's not going to win any singing competitions from it. Um, so you've got this croaky, uh-huh. um, this voice doing this must be Santa song, and there's a couple of lines in it that I absolutely love. And I, I love the bit where he goes, uh, uh-huh. who left this way? Who, who, who? Santa left this way? Who, who, who? <laughs> I like, absolutely love that <laughs> bit. <laughs> but I'd never it, heard this song before. I mean, I it remember... just seemed really fun. It just seemed fun. Yeah. And that's well, not what is. you associate with Bob Dylan. And that's why yeah. I think that's the hook for the album. It is. But then the album... Uh-huh. The I mean, the, the album first time like. I heard it, I think that's why I thought, you know, is this... Well, the first time I heard it anyway, is this like a joke? Is he doing this... As, as a joke but it, it's not it's more than that isn't it it's it's like you've just said there it's just fun I mean it's just Bob Dylan having fun I mean he said about this particular album and stuff like that he's grew up all these songs so so why shouldn't he sing them do you know what I, I mean know. and they're great they're honestly they're, they're really really well, good in typical Dylan uh, fashion obviously he grew up Jewish so yeah. he wouldn't have been celebrating Christmas really when he was a kid <laughs> Uh, he converted. He said, I think he said, yeah, I think he said that he, even though he was he, he grew up Jewish, he, he still felt like these songs were his yeah. type thing. I guess you, you know? can't avoid it in America. Yeah, like, there would have been Christmas overload and all well, that anyway. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. But just another layer to Dylan's kind of playfulness. Uh, I grew up with these uh-huh. songs. Well, really, you grew up being fairly orthodox Jew so well that's the thing that's the thing (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the thing you see that's that's what it's got two sides to it this album really hasn't it it's do you is it serious and I think I think it is because you're talking about like the playful side of Dylan and stuff like that and that's what's interesting isn't it It, is it serious or is it not is he just having fun and then then there's like the the cover the cover the front cover is like a really traditional sort of uh, scene isn't it and then the flip side that's like a that playmate and stuff with stockings <laughs> and suspenders on betty page isn't it yeah so it, it, again it's like it's two sides it's Honestly, like this is What's why i love bob dylan because you could have this conversation about pretty much any album he's done but usually uh-huh. it's about like what does this lyric mean what does that lyric mean or yeah. like it's all death and you know murder songs and all of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But this is like covers of traditional Christmas hymns, carols, pop songs, and you still ha- end up having the same conversation. What does it really mean? Uh-huh. Is he serious? Is he trying to wind us up? Is he? Yeah. And and like everything with Dylan, I think it's everything. I think it's both. I think he is trying to wind people mm-hmm. up, but I think he does stuff re- with sincerity. Yeah. After this album came out, he not straight away, but he's had four or five. Of, actually, he had two or three albums with just like straight ahead covers of old American songbook songs, early Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. and stuff like that. In fact, one of them was a triple album. So he's going. Now this is music that means something to me when I was growing up. I care about it, and you know. How, yeah. how dare you say that I'm taking the piss 
And really, I believe him because after this, he brought out some real straight ahead albums of covers of like Cole Porter songs and stuff like that. That you yeah. think, what the like, where? But you know, that's Bob mm-hmm. Dylan, isn't it? That's where he comes from. I think he knows that people will think that, was well, this a piss take or not? Yeah. But he also is delivering it with utmost sincerity. There's a great quote where he's saying, like you said, he's saying, how dare people. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but you're saying, How dare people say that I'm taking the piss? Like, yeah, they don't know what I'm about. Why would I take these are traditional songs that I love and I want to give, uh-huh. I want to pay respect to? Mm-hmm. Like, I do a folk song, I do a cover of a folk song, I pay respect to it. These are folk songs, essentially. Mm-hmm. These are songs I get passed down by generation to generation to generation. And yeah. what's the difference with a Christmas song or a, a different folk song? So, uh-huh. what, like, how dare you assume that I'm taking the piss? Well, that's, um, that, that's the thing. That's a funny thing, because the first time I listened to it in 2009, I thought it was a piss take. Now, when I've listened to it back now, I think I just I don't think it's a piss take. You think all. it's because you're older? With sincerity. I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason. But I, I, he, he is, you know, doing these songs sincerely. And you can tell that he, he loves these songs. You know you what think I mean? 2009, why... we're 28. We're probably a little bit more yeah. cynical than we are now. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you get cynical with age, I guess. I, I suppose that's that's the thing, isn't it? You, mm, I guess you get you more cynical as you get older. When, you get, when you're younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, I, I think, I think uh, you know, he is doing these songs straight. And he, he, does, he does love these songs. Yeah, he wants to I do agree. them. I'll pay them respect, you know. I what think I mean? for me it was um that single that he, I'd never heard that song before, and that's a pop song, right? That's upbeat, must be uh-huh. Santa, and it's I honestly I love it. I mean it's perfect for Dylan, the man with the most words in any other than Leonard Cohen with the most words in any songs, you know, like mm-hmm. just lyrics after lyrics after lyrics. And then he's singing those uh, you know. Dash and Dancer, Branson, Vixen, blah, 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 or like firing off all those words. Yeah. It's almost like he's picked that song because he knows that he's known for like wordy songs that he fires yeah. off lyrics in. But I also think then when you listen to the album, they're not, that's the, that's the outlier in the album track listed, isn't it? Because the it rest is, of yeah. them are really all traditional songs. And uh-huh. I think, um, yeah, I hadn't heard that before. I thought it was really funny. Um, also, the video. Do you know who directed the video? Yes, yeah, it was Joel Edgerton's brother, wasn't it? Yeah, Nash, so every time we there. do an episode, there's always some there's, kind of link. There's to always a link. There is. Yeah, I, mean, I think the, the, the carols and the hymns and things like that, they're the ones that, that sort of, when you listen to music, you know, you want it to, to sort of make you think about something in your past or, you know, mm-hmm. evoke some kind of emotion in you, and especially with Christmas songs. You, you you certainly want that. Yeah. And it was with all the hymns and and uh, carols that that came. Like I say, I was just, la- just lying on my bed listening to the the whole album, and I was thinking about you know assemblies and yeah. You know, honestly, that's, that's what I've been thinking of as well. That's what I've been thinking of. Songs. And that, I think the I think the best albums are the ones that do that. You know what I mean? Evoke like an emotional response in you, and this this one did. So, cost I think it's great. And if Bob Dylan bring is bringing out you know covers of these songs, I want to listen to them. I'd yeah. rather listen to this than 
some of the nonsense that we've talked about before, yeah. Michael Ball or whatever. Do you know no, what I mean? Like, I, I want to hear Bob Dylan sing these songs. I agree. I think he's, and like you say, he has done them faithfully. He hasn't messed yeah. around with them. He hasn't tried to rework the arrangements or anything like that. And I think that's what people mm-hmm. didn't understand. You know, he's, he's singing, uh, I think, when it gets into, I think it's the second song maybe where he goes, do you hear what I hear? His voice, uh-huh. I mean, if you're not used to his voice, it's particularly cracked on that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You know, his voice is very, like, uh, crooky on this album, but, uh, like, very yeah. much. I think he's got better, actually, when he's singing, maybe he's done some exercise or whatever, but this is quite cracked and croaky. Um, yeah. I think that one... A casual listener might be like, fucking hell, what's this? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, honestly, by the time you get to, and this one for me is a real kind of like tub thumper, tear jerker kind of thing. When Bob uh-huh. Dylan sings, I'll be home for Christmas, I think uh-huh. it's probably one of the most emotional songs I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, they're amazing. Like, like you've just said there, it, it sort of evokes emotions in you. And, and I think that's what Bob, Dylan's been doing ever since he picked up a guitar. One way or another, he? yeah, yeah. One way or another. Different emotions for different people at different times, but this is uh-huh. nostalgia, right? And this yeah. is what we talk about a lot. And Christmas is mm-hmm. certainly about nostalgia. And this is one of the reasons I love Christmas, but one of the reasons why it's a very emotional time because you end up thinking yeah. about when you were younger, all those times that are past things that you were good, things that were bad, things that mm-hmm. you really enjoyed and stuff like that. And um, I've been thinking a lot about those assemblies at school, making the, we had to make the shakers, the paper shakers and shake yeah. them. And then there'd be like jingle bells would appear and Santa would uh-huh. turn up. and Santa would was, turn up. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I've and been the, thinking about the it gasps, all week. Yeah, yeah the gasps of, so, of the kids. If you're like waiting for you. Everybody is like made these paper shaker things and you're in that assembly yeah. and uh-huh. you're shaking and hoping that, you know, you're told that, oh, he might come. Yeah, everybody in there, however many people are shaking these things. I'm talking about primary school, and yeah. uh, then all of a sudden, you hear like the sleigh bell, jingle bell kind of sleigh yeah. bells, and everyone's uh-huh. like, oh, He's coming, he's coming, and you're so excited uh-huh. to think, I know, you know, and the it's guy, it's very up. strange that, that we were thinking of exactly the same uh, thing. Genuinely, I've been thinking that all week, like that's the thing <laughs> that's been playing on my mind. Um, well, that's, I mean, that was exactly what I was thinking of when I was listening to it, and I, I think. You know that that's a brilliant thing. I'm I'm thankful for Bob Dylan for making this album to make me remember those type of things again. That, that's that's brilliant. I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm, I agree. So yeah, good it's on you, Bob. Class. I'll continue. I, mean, I love you. Good on you, Bob. I mean, the, the other thing that I was like, it, almost like a fantasy thing, was like if Bob Dylan was me granda, right? And he was just singing these songs at Christmas around yeah. the Christmas tree. That would just be amazing. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Bob Granddad Dylan. Yeah, would be class. <laughs> but yeah, I love this album. I think it's I think it's class. I think it's really good. So yeah, I think like two very different albums, but like two by two people that we love. Um one I think has got a lot more heart and soul than the other one, although I'm not like I don't want to knock Ringo for his his pop sensibilities or the guy who's writing songs with him because he really taps into some nostalgia but i think that nostalgia is for like late 60s early 70s glad rock yeah um and stuff like mm-hmm. that i think dylan 
taps into actually your emotional psyche with this stuff. Um, it's not for yeah, everyone. Yeah, definitely. People will think that it's weird and they won't like you singing and stuff like that, but I, I just think whatever, he's Bob Dylan, I love him, and he's doing a Christmas album, I'm having it. I'm having it. Yeah, <laughs> having it. <laughs> yeah definitely. Definitely. Did very well in Scandinavia, Christmas. that album. Did it? Yeah, if you look at the chart positions in the top five in all the Scandinavian countries. <laughs> well, and all, all the proceeds in that, the royalties from Dylan went to charity as yeah, well. So that's listen. another good thing about it, like it, for feeding, uh, it was all food charities, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a crisis and um, feeding America and stuff like that, wasn't yeah. it? So for a good cause. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, it. I mean, I buy it again. Brilliant. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. Like I say, I, I wouldn't mind it on vinyl, you know, for next Christmas. I might I think it'd be good. It feels myself. like one of those that the more crackly it gets, the better it would be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's a late night, lost, it's a late night so one, isn't it? I'll, it's not one you're going to put on is? when you first get up on Christmas Day. But it is one no. that you might put on at like nine o'clock when you you know having a little drink and yeah. the lead up to Christmas. So yeah, put it this way, it's it's the best Christmas album that I've heard for what thirty years or whatever, wow. maybe it's longer, because okay. it's just singles, isn't it? Really, that's it, I mean, at Christmas it's you know Slade and, and yeah, those compilations. Those albums guys come back every year, but I think yeah, um, there are. But I'm this is a say, full album. There's a couple of albums that I really like uh, that maybe not a little bit off the beaten track not the not massively populist um, the guy who I really like Christmas ones yeah yeah That's, yes mm-hmm. um, one then t- what other uh, guy I really like in general called Josh Rouse um, he's an American mm-hmm. singer songwriter I might mention him to you before I really love him very easy country rock kind of uh, mm-hmm. singer-songwriter. A um, few albums ago, quite 70s. Um, just lovely, lovely singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Last year, he brought out an uh, album called The Holiday Sounds of Josh Rouse, um, which is, again, mm-hmm. kind of half covers and a, and a couple of originals in there. Um, he's kind yeah. of re-brought that out this year, which I think you have to do with Christmas albums. And he's added yeah. on a couple of new songs, including a cover of All I Want for Christmas is You, which is I listened mm-hmm. to today. It's really nice. I would recommend Josh Rouse's album, Holiday Sounds of Josh Rouse. And also, if you want something a little bit more kind of punchy and in your face, there's a band called, I'm going to say Mara, but I think they would pronounce it Mara, which is bad. Well, we'd, we'd call it Mara. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're a band in general that I think you would really like. They're, I would describe them as a cross between Bruce Springsteen and Oasis. Um, All right. They're from New Jersey, but they're two brothers, very rock. So there's a lot of like the two brothery kind of shared vocals, but also the kind of Springsteen-y big anthems. Um, yeah. Great, great band. I think I first heard of them by reading Nick Hornby book. Um, obviously a huge music fan. I saw mm-hmm. them a couple of uh, no, I think I've only seen them once. I meant to see them another time, but the two I got cancelled. Anyway, they've got an album called Christmas Kind of Town, which is like a bit of a concept album. It's mm-hmm. a little bit like it's a radio broadcast for an hour with them and other right. people singing different songs and jingles in between the songs and stuff. Yeah. 
Love it. Absolutely love it. You will love that album, I think. Uh, oh, and yeah, I think, that, I think Lennon might like it as well um, mm-hmm. if you played it because it's quite funny. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah, Morale, like Mara, Christmas Kind of Town, and Josh Rouse, Holiday Sounds of Josh Rouse, a lot more chilled out. Um, I think you, yeah, I think they're two yeah. recommendations for me for nice. modern Christmas what, albums. What we need is for public service broadcasting to do a Christmas album. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be excellent, wouldn't it? That would be absolutely awesome. We should tweet them, tweet them after this. We should, yeah. Them to do it. I know. Yeah, that, that would be good, wouldn't it? I'd so like that's that. good. So that's the end of what I've got to talk about, really, until we get to the music. I think you might have a little uh-huh. quiz. Yeah, I've got a little quiz for you, matey chops. Um, mm-hmm. Just a little one. So we've we've talked a lot, a lot about you know Christmas toys and stuff like that. What I've got here is a list of the top-selling Christmas toys from 1980 to 1989. Oh, wow. And you've, okay. got, you've got to tell us the name of the toy, obviously. And for a bonus point, see if you can guess the year. Okay. So cast your mind back to the 80s when we're just wee nippers. Okay. What do you think is in there? Have a guess at the at a toy that well, I've just got in. to guess the biggest selling toys of the uh, 80s. Yeah, you've just got to guess the biggest selling toys. We've mentioned a couple already well, like on this one. So we've, at the start of the podcast, we mentioned one. Yeah. So we'll, just have a uh, just cast your mind back. So I what, imagine what he, He-Man in like 1984. Well, that was that's close. 1981 is He-Man. Really? So 1981? 1981. That yeah. was when those toys came out. Yeah, that was. Well, the, how was come the we were playing with them when we were like eight and they were still <laughs> coming out? I've got no idea. I think I've got no idea. I think that's false. Um, <laughs> that's not. The, there must yeah. be Star Wars when Return of the Jedi came out. Or was that '83? Yeah, no Star Wars on the list. Really? Unfortunately, no. No, no Star Wars. Teddy Ruxpin in there. <laughs> oh, the I knew you'd get Teddy Ruxpin. Is he there? Well, of course he is. Yeah. What year do you think Teddy Ruxpin was? 86. <laughs> Close, 85. Uh, 85. Any, honestly, any other? I can't, I can't think of what might be. A slinky, a slinky. <laughs> <laughs> no slinky. That. No, of course not. No um, slinkies. Think of, uh, of computer games. What do you think in, in the 80s? Computer, computer consoles. Games. Oh, oh well, you console. mean actual consoles? So, uh, yeah. And when did the Mega Drive come out? That's probably '91, right? But a, a Nintendo, a NES, oh, 90s, yeah. a NES, was a NES, one. yes. Uh huh. What year do you think the NES was? Uh, 80, 80, 80, 86. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about the smaller NES? Oh, the Game Boy's got to be in there for like '88 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, close eighty nine. Uh huh. You miss. You're missing a, a few girls' toys. Well, one or two. Ah, uh, um, was one of them. She-Ra's not one of them. Oh, it is. What about um, ones he had to adopt? Yeah, he adopt. What? You had to adopt. Yeah. The girls, when they got them, they got a, an adoption certificate with them. They were oh, actually born these these dolls as well. Oh, is it like Cabbage Patch Kids or something like that? That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. they in there. Okay, they in there. Nineteen eighty three for them. Um, a few Rainbow more. Bright. The Care Bears. The Rainbow Bright. Care Bears not in there. No. What is in there is 
Glow Worms from 1982. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Aye. Uh, Rubik's Cube, 1980. I never had a Rubik's Cube. We did, but I mean... Did you? Yeah. But... Did you take the stickers off and just pretend you had done it? Because that's what people used to, like, used to You do, could pull it? the blocks out. And I probably <laughs> totally fucked it. <laughs> so, I mean, I probably really messed it up for anybody else who wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew you didn't mean that you actually fucked it. Uh, <laughs> 1984, <laughs> Transformers. Nice. thought you might have gotten that one. And 1988, The Turtles. But I think you got you got the rest. So, well done to you. Good. Oh, I like it. Again, like, it's Christmas, yeah. in it? Nostalgia. It's fun. It is. Um, Cliff, yes. what was your favourite Christmas present? Best oh, one. As a kid or of all time? What do you think? All time. Oh, shit. I don't know. Probably as a... Not sure. I remember going back to my mom and dad's about... I don't know, maybe when I was about 28, something like that. I got a really good, like, frame Beatles picture. That I yeah. really loved. Like, it was amazing. Like, uh, one of the f- mm-hmm. first... Ever, I think it was the first photo shoot. Around like a, a car, like a, a yeah. dilapidated car. Really loved that. Um, uh-huh. As a kid, like I've said before, so spoiled. Like another thing that Christmas always makes us think of is just how much your mom and dad like sacrifices. Maybe a bit strong. I don't want to make it sound yeah. like it was, it was any kind of anything more than it was. No, but, but it's true. It's like it's they, true, did, they, they did. They mm, did like spend the entire year making sure that we had a good Christmas. Yeah, and same as mine. I think like now thinking back, like that's that's the thing that makes me kind of really happy and appreciative yeah. now that knowing that they went to those efforts to make sure we had a good time and had great presents and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the kind of thing that you don't forget, is it? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, uh, that's. I mean, Castle Grayskull. Castle Grayskull. <laughs> Castle Grayskull. Mine, mine was a, a blue and yellow BMX that uh, me mum and dad did the, the the sort of, I don't know whether parents do this now, where they pretend that they haven't got you. Yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the, it's hidden somewhere. It was hid, hidden under like this furry rug or whatever. And there's, there's this picture of us sort of with a big shock look on my face. And it was the fastest bike in the street. Oh, class. So they, uh, I got a BMX, but I couldn't ride a bike. I don't think I could ever actually ride that. I couldn't ride a bike until I was about 11 or something. So, Really? Uh, I think I was a great I, present. I, could... I remember the present, but it always yeah. had to be with stabilizers on. I couldn't ride it. I was a bit, I was, I probably, yeah. I probably wasted that present. Like I didn't do it justice. <laughs> that's on me. That's definitely on me. <laughs> I think I got progressively worse at riding the bike. I remember I being able to shit. We used to crash. Worse. We used to crash into like stuff all the time. <laughs> we were both terrible at riding the bike. Course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I, uh, me mom was on the bus once, and I was riding probably the same blue BMX down the wrong side of the street on oh. the main road. She was terrified, so I think I was banned from riding the bike for a. A couple of months and stuff, bit of a bit of a nutcase, but there you go. So that was good. I enjoyed oh, this. You got very loud. Listen to them albums, Cliff. Oh, sorry. I yeah, it was good. good. Like Christmas, you got to listen to some cheesy stuff. You got to watch some cheesy stuff. 
Mm-hmm. You've got to watch the kind of Christmas horrors, the Christmas cheese, Christmas comedies, mm-hmm. listen to the music. Um, next week, we're going to talk about a new Christmas film, <laughs> which might be a little bit controversial, but we'll get onto that next week. Um, yeah. After that, I think we'll go a little bit nostalgic. But yeah, yeah I think it was like, it's what Christmas is all about. And I think we've got a special Christmas song next week as well, which is great. We do, Yes. Uh, we'll talk more about that next week, obviously. This week we've got some uh, music from a from a new up and coming band, which is pr- really good actually. Listened to it before yeah. we came on, really like it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for listening, everyone. Brett, have you got anything else you want to say before I wrap it up? No, that's that's quite about it from me. Okay, you've heard enough from me. Okay, yes, well, yeah, probably about fifteen years ago, but okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you little shit. Um, right, thanks for listening everyone um, you can follow us on Twitter at FCircusPod you can find us on Facebook Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus Podcast you can follow us uh, follow the podcast and like it and subscribe to it give us a rating on Apple, Amazon all the other different places like if you do like it give us a good rating leave us a, re- uh, a review and it'll just mean more people will get to us that's how it works Um it's also a little bit ego driven, but of course it means that uh, <laughs> it means more people listen to this stuff. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, uh, we're sure. happy going at the Christmas period. This is almost a year since we started. I've just got mm-hmm. the uh, email saying we need to renew the license and all that shit. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. We've got a few good weeks of Christmas stuff coming up. You can listen to a song called Jet Lag Lenses, which we're going to play now by a band called Lions from a Poem from the northeast of England near us for Mm -hmm. Teesside. Three-piece band, Red Car, Mask and Saltburn. It's a really, really nice song. really like it. Um, And it'll probably be starting right about now. So I hope you enjoy it. This is Jet Lag Lenses by Lions from a Poem. Brett, thank you very much. Look forward to chatting more music and uh, films with you next week. Peace and love. Peace out. Merry Christmas. Take care, everyone. Everybody. Stop and try
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>